Welcome to See the World Differently. Come explore and discover the world around you. Hi, welcome to this month's episode of See the World Differently with Oceanscape Yachts. I'm Rebecca, and today I'm joined by Caroline Makepeace. Um, she is one half of the duo who owns and operates Y Travel Blog. Um, it was really great to have her on. Her and her husband are Aussie expats who uh, decided they wanted to spend a life traveling and seeing new places and, you know, um, investing in new cultures and people and experiences. And uh, they've been doing that for over 20 years. And 10 years ago, they started this blog. They now have two children um, that they travel with. Uh, so it's just really, the website is a fount of knowledge for uh, if you're looking to travel, um, spend some time in different countries and actually get to know the countries that you're spending time in, um, as well as learn how to travel with kids or take road trips, things like that. It's really evolved over time based on their own travel experiences as well. But uh, it was really great to have Caroline on the show and to have some time chatting with her. We did record this uh, towards the end of February uh, in 2021, so we are still dealing with COVID and You'll notice that in the show that some travel is still on hold for now, um, but I hope wherever you are, you are happy and healthy and safe and know that travel will return. We will come back to it. And in the meantime, it's great to connect with people like Caroline, whose brand and, and mission in life is to make travel a little bit easier and a little bit more local and available to you. So if you're missing it a little bit now, head to their website, head to their Instagram. They have so much great content. Um, about what it's actually like to visit these places, and it's all firsthand experiences. So I really encourage you to do that. Sometimes a mini break in the middle of the day is all we need <laughs> while we can't get anywhere else. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you don't already subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, um, Google Podcast now it's called, uh, I encourage you to do so. It's free and you'll get a push notification every time a new episode comes out. And that would be great. So enjoy this episode and we'll see you next time. Okay, so good morning. I'm today. I'm here with Caroline Makepeace. Um, her and her husband are the founders of the Y Travel Blog. Um, you may have heard of it. You may be one of their um, many followers on social media. So I'm really happy to have you here, Caroline. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Rebecca. Thanks to everyone listening. Yeah, it's great, and I'm so glad we could sit down and you could share a little bit about um, your experience, really, because you've been doing this over 20 years now. So you were kind of before, you know, the travel influencer and travel blogs really took off. So can you share a little bit about how you and Craig created your brand and how it took off and, and what lives or careers were you ready to move on from at the time that, you know, made you want to do this full time? Sure. Um, I'll just clarify, we've been doing the blog for 10 years, but traveling pretty much nomadically for 23. Okay. We've just recently settled down in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, but yeah, we were living and, and traveling around the world. And I used to be a primary school teacher. And my husband, Craig, he played professional rugby league in Australia for some time. Um, and then after that, he, he was working in construction. And we weren't either, neither of us were passionate about our jobs. It was just a, really a means for us to travel because we could work in so many countries mm -hmm. uh, doing those jobs. And then we reached an age where the working holiday visas weren't really um, there for us anymore. And we knew we didn't want to stop this travel lifestyle we had. We loved the freedom where we could just live wherever we wanted to. I mean, we're, in a sense, we were tied to a job, but we could find a job in other countries and use that as a base to travel. And it was really all that brought meaning to our life was travel. 
And so we began this search as to, well, how can we make this a reality and kind of take control of our own life and not have to rely on a job? Mm-hmm. So we went down a uh, quite a rocky path trying to discover that and we tried all different things that didn't work. We've done every kind of get-rich-quick scheme there is and we invested in real estate during the GSC, which was a complete disaster, and invested in the stock market. So we did everything wrong and we ended up um, losing our uh, properties. We had an investment property and we lost that and we ended up, um, we lost almost about $500,000 in assets and ended up with $30,000 in credit card debt. And so we were obviously reached a very low point in our life and did a lot of soul searching and we just brought it back to, well, you know, what is it that we really love? And, of course, it came back to travel and we realised we hadn't been really pursuing that path we'd just been chasing money and it wasn't long after we came to that realization that we came across travel blogs um and as you said it was it was 10 years ago not many people were doing it and i i came across the blog and i was reading the stories and i was like oh my gosh craig this person's writing about our life for the past 10 years i'm (laughs) sure that we could do the same and so that was it we just dived in that was in 2010 we started with a huge amount of well um, insight and knowledge into travel and how you could create a life of travel. So we just started sharing those stories and um, we just had quick growth and, and, and grew the blog quickly, I think, because we began already with a lot of travel expertise and we were very passionate about it mm-hmm. and very committed to making it work. Wow. And you now, your daughters travel with you too in a yeah. normal year, not in a COVID year. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so, and you homeschool, correct? I didn't realize with the connection with the teaching background too, is that mm-hmm. something that you always wanted to do or with the travel, it's just made the most sense? It just made the most sense. No, I, I never really, um, you know, I had no burning desire to homeschool. It was just suited our lifestyle so that we could maintain that freedom Mm -hmm. uh, to travel. And so my eldest is 13. She's going into high school later this year. And my youngest is nine. She's never been to school. Our eldest went for about 18 months in Australia during transition from Mm -hmm. um, moving from there to back over here. Uh, But we are, it it has evolved a lot, um, as we've been traveling, uh, we've moved through various um, ways of doing it, kind of more formal structured homeschooling to just unschooling. And now the past year they've been enrolled in an online school. And now that my daughter's starting high school, um, we are looking at enrolling them in an actual physical school because we think that's the, the most important stage for her now. Mm-hmm. How great, though, that they were already used to not, you know, yes. practicing in a school with this last year yes. and everyone at home and it's kind of status quo for you, I guess. Yeah, we haven't had to adjust to that, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just our norm. So, But I can really understand what the struggles a lot of uh, kids and parents are facing at the moment. It's tough um, yeah. taking care of your own ed- children's education. It's, yeah. it's not easy. No, and then uh, to, to like adjusting to people who don't aren't used to the – online space, eh? Like kids having to, these little kids in kindergarten and, you know, everything else trying to make time on Google classrooms and Zoom and everything else. So lots of new skills are going to be taken away for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Um, I feel for the kids a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And can I ask what 
what called you guys to Raleigh? Like if you were traveling all over and you kind of had this option of anywhere, really, was there some connection that you already had to the States or? Yeah. I mean, it's like everyone asks us, it's the most asked question of us because, yeah. you know, it is that <laughs> you say, well, you've traveled everywhere and you could live every anywhere and you are from Australia. Why on earth would you choose Raleigh to live in? And, you know, that's that's how special Raleigh is, is that we have actually chosen to live here. We have now created a, a separate business uh, blog, uh, thisisraleigh.com, where we're sharing our passion for this city. Um, and we, we randomly ended up here in 2004. I joined a, well, I was recruited by a cultural take, uh, teaching exchange program who re- they recruited teachers from around the world to expose um, kids in the US to other cultures because they realised that so very little um, of the children actually get to travel and experience other cultures, so they were bringing them into the schools. And the the company is actually based here near Raleigh and I just happened to get placed in the school here. And so we arrived in 2004 and it was um, very surreal and very weird, but I didn't realise that, I never felt quite at home anywhere. I, I just thought that I was out travelling and seeking and having fun and all of that. But it wasn't until I arrived here in Raleigh and, and my husband felt the same way that we just had this instant connection of feeling like we were home. Mm. We'd never experienced that anywhere ever before. And it was mm. such an unusual and different but very certain <laughs> kind of feeling. And that's never left us. And that was in 2004 and um you know, we've been on the journey since then to try and get ourselves back here to be able to live here permanently. And that was part of the reason why we were seeking our own business and we went down chasing money and had a whole lot of disasters because we were trying to find a way that we could live in this place that felt like home to us permanently. And strangely enough, it's kind of a strange story but because of our travel blog and the success of the travel blog, last year we were awarded a green card. So now wow. we can live here. Yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. Kind of, yeah. What yeah. a testament to what you have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy journey. Yeah. I love that too, the feeling because you're right. I think with travel, everyone kind of thinks, especially when you're somewhere for a week on a holiday and right now we all need it so bad and you think, mm-hmm. oh, I could live here, you know? And then yeah. after a while you think, no, actually I couldn't. <laughs> so when yeah. you get that feeling, that gut feeling, you kind of have to follow it. Yes, you do. And, and I, I do believe very strongly in the power of our intuition and our gut that's always guiding us and, and giving us the clear answers. And we're not taught to trust in that. We're, we're taught that we don't know the answers and we have to look outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I've discovered on my journey that I've always walked this um, right and happy and joyful and fulfilled path. It, it's when I'm following my intuition. And you may think, well, yeah, I really want to for example, live in Raleigh, I feel like I belong here. My intuition says that I I do belong here, but I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. It doesn't seem like it can. It doesn't seem like a reality. And I think you've just got to drop that and let it go and keep walking down that path. And as you can see with us, that's what we did. And it took us 14 years, but we did end up getting the green card Mm -hmm. to live here permanently. But we had to walk that path first in order to kind of earn that green card. That makes sense. Yeah, and doing what you wanted, right? You thought you were doing the right yes. thing by, you know, looking for the the money to get you there or something and not just with the let's follow it and and see where it leads. And now 
it, it got you right where you wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's a scary path to walk because it's very uncertain. I mean, you don't know and you feel like you have no control and you mm. have to trust a lot, yeah. which is really difficult to do. Yeah. But I, I just say follow your gut. It's, it's the guiding light. And that's probably helped you a lot, that kind of mindset this last year, especially when you draw so much from travel. I mean, I know you have the other side too with This Is Raleigh, so you do have some stuff that you can be doing locally at least, but you know, the travel sphere has just grounded to a halt, you know, so you've had to have that feeling deep inside that we are doing the right thing. It's all going to get better. You know, this is a blip on a very long road, hopefully. Um, So I'm sure it's come in handy for you. Yeah, it really has. And I, and I do believe, and I know Steve um, Jobs has said about connecting the dots of our life. And I really do think it's important that we see these patterns and look at how things have happened before. And I've used Currently, I've used our previous position where we did lose everything um, and it was the worst time of our life. But out of that came the travel blog and this this life that we had. And we learnt so much from that terrible time in our life. Mm-hmm. And I it got better and it passed. And so I've been able to tune into that to, to really kind of steady myself to not freak out so much and to just understand this is just a down part of our life and it's a cycle. We all go through ups and downs Mm -hmm. and we will get, we will come out of it and it's up to, to me to decide how we come out of it. Like, what am I going to take from this down moment? How am I going to learn from it? How am I going to grow so that I can do better and be prepared for when it flips us out? Yeah. What an amazing way to look at it. And I think we need more of that too. You know, we've had the the really bleak periods and now we do feel like we're getting out of it. So really taking advantage of what will happen next. And while we're sitting yeah. on this pivot point, really, you know, in the last 10 years too, of you doing this, how have you seen the travel industry and, you know, blogging community change and, and where is it going to change again? If, if you can see that far ahead or, or have any insight to share on that, what, what have you learned in these 10 years and, and where do you think we're going to go? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, it has changed a lot. Um, it is a lot more business-like now. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot more, uh, I don't know if heavy is the right word, but it feels like it feels like there's just so much more to do. When we first started, we would just, we I could jump on my computer and I could spend 20 minutes, write a post and hit publish. Right. And they were very more like journal-style um, posts. And um that just started to change, you know, when um, Instagram and all of that came along and people started to move more of that type of content over onto the social platforms because it was just easier for people to connect and follow that way. Yeah. And so the blogging content changed and it became, we were always doing the inspirational content, but we're also doing a lot of the informational content as well. We wanted to be like the Lonely Planet, which was our Bible when we were traveling. We wanted to inspire people to travel, but we also wanted to help them do it and, and, and make it easier for them. Right. So in that regard, that type of content didn't change for us but it became a lot more specific like we then had to start thinking of um, SEO and putting in keywords and really optimizing our posts and formatting them properly and so um, I think a lot of the and, and then it became such a big hassle of like promoting it and sharing your content and doing it across all these platforms so now for us to produce a a piece of content on the blog takes a couple of days, whereas yeah. before I used to do it like in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that has really changed a lot. And one other thing I've, I've noticed, and I, I've noticed that a, a lot of now, a lot of people just starting 
like say for example travel blogs and they're just researching um, keywords that people are, are looking for and they're just creating content from their their desktop it's called desktop content and just putting that out there now there's nothing wrong with that because it can be helpful or they're doing collaborations where they're just getting 10 people to give them a paragraph each and they're putting the content out there's nothing wrong with that but at the same time there's a lot of story and authority that's now missing yeah and so people are finding this content and they're not realizing it's a desktop written piece which is fine it may be helpful but there's no kind of real story or connection there that the person reading it can say well actually I've seen that this person is actually living and doing and experiencing this travel experience Mm -hmm. because that's how they can connect to that and see well they've actually done it they're showing me I can do it and I'm trusting them because I know they've gone out and lived it and experienced it themselves. True. So I think that's missing a lot now. Um, and I and I do think for the past several years with Instagram, and I don't mean to bash on Instagram because I use it and I like it, but a lot of it has just become the about the very well-structured, um, edited, beautiful photo. Yes, and you're not just throwing all, it up. It's yeah right, and we all like that grabs our attention. We all know we see those beautiful images, and it's like, well, I want to go there. And I think that has also caused the stories of travel, the why we travel, to be lost. That it's people are now lining up for one to two hours just to take that beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. Well, what if you took those one to two hours and actually went and connected with the locals? or went for a hike, or just did something where you can get something from the journey of travel, rather than it be about just this beautiful picture that's going to get you a lot of likes. And I think and I hope that this um, past year that we've all gone to, where we've just inspected a lot more and we've realised that we want more out of life, I'm, I'm hoping that and predicting that the new kind of trend will be a return to the stories. And that's what we're looking for now yeah. through social media and blogs is I want the stories. I want what is it that I'm really going to get out of the travel experience. And so I think that's kind of going to return to that, yeah. that importance. I love that idea because I, I think you're right. I think there is a lot more pressure now on clicks and even the big travel mm-hmm. sites. You know, sometimes it's not what you thought it was and, and there's lots yes. of clickbait and there's lots of advertising and things like that. And it is the same, you know, even when you go on holiday, even if you're trying not to take lots of photos or be really present, there is that calling that you still have, even if it's a personal Instagram or something that you think, okay, yeah, I want to take a picture and maybe make people jealous or whatever yes. the thought is. <laughs> so it's like a necessary evil, I find, uh-huh. in the way. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, because now it's changed everyone too. You know, I have a lot of friends in creative spheres and, you know, whether it's interior design or something where they just used to meet their clients, they'd have a website and that was great and they did what they love. And now they have to learn all these new things like you're saying, well, now I need a blog to stay relevant on my website and I need an Instagram page and I need a Twitter and none of these things that they ever learn to use or want to use. Um, And it it has changed things. So I kind of like your idea that we might come back to the basics a little bit after this. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I know how challenging it is as a creator and then you have like Instagram will bring out reels and guides Mm -hmm. whatever else they're doing and there is this pressure to quickly jump on the trend and to stay on top of everything and be seen and 
I just, I, I take a step back from that because I, I'm like, I don't want my life to be dominated and controlled by these social media giants yes. telling us we need to do this and we need to do this to stay on top. Because if you follow their lead and you did everything you needed to do to stay on their algorithms, on top of their algorithms, it's a dicey game as it is, yeah. but you'll have no time left to enjoy life. What are we here for? We're here to enjoy life. Yeah. So for me, I'm less about jumping on trends and just being consistent with what we do and just sticking to what we know, and that is just showing up, sharing our story, making it about the journey and encouraging other people to do the same. Like I don't want to overwhelm my followers with a reel here, a video here, a guide, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just too much for everyone, I think. Yeah, and I think it's like you say – from the beginning, you're staying true to your values and what you believe in and people you've built a following based on that trust and relationship. So they know what to expect from you. I think that's the other thing is people trying to be everything to everyone are losing Mm -hmm. some of their core followers because they aren't getting what they expected to get from these people anymore. And it's changed. So, you know, we don't love change, which is funny that (laughs) social media wants us to so much. And this past year has thrown us all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you've uh, obviously been missing some travel these days, but do you have, you know, a favorite place that you'd like to share? You obviously have seen quite a few different countries and, and, uh, but ones that you actually have experienced and, you know, you're not just there to yeah. take the photo and move on. Um, are there any that you can share or, you know, ones that you have excellent write-ups on that you would like to direct people to on your website maybe or? Sure. I actually just put an Instagram up- update just speaking about Instagram this morning about this, about sharing some of my favorite places because we are asked it a lot and it's hard to answer because so yes. many places are, are good for different reasons. But that my favourite always tend to be the ones where I've spent a lot of time um, or I've lived in the country, and that's the beauty of immerse, slow, immersive travel, which is what we recommend because it, it, it is it's about the stories and it's about how you learn and grow on your adventure and who you meet along the way. So my, my favourites, um, uh, Southeast Asia, we lived in uh, Bangkok and we've spent a year or more backpacking around Southeast Asia and my favourites are Thailand and Vietnam. I just love the the chilled lifestyle, the beautiful beaches, the food, the friendly people, the climate. I'm, I'm a humid, hot person, so yeah. it's perfect for me. Um, my husband and I, kids, we backpacked for nearly six months from Uganda down to uh, South Africa wow. and we, we got on local transport. We camped the entire way and I mean, there was no greater adventure than that. That was just incredible. Um, and the other places that I love, Ireland, we lived in Dublin for a year and that was our most fun living experience. We absolutely loved living in Dublin and travelling around the country. Um, Australia, I have to put out a plug for my own country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. And that's not from, not from a patriotic <laughs> standpoint, but... We actually road tripped around Australia for 18 months when our girls were six and two. And um, after seeing so much of the world, it was like, wow, Australia really has it. It's it's such an amazing, beautiful, exotic country. So I highly recommend And we do have a lot of content on Australia because we were blogging heavily at the time. Mm-hmm. And then the US. We love the US for its diversity. You can find anything you want here. And it's very rich in culture as well. And fun experiences. And, of course, we have a lot of content on the U.S. 
Yeah. It's, um, I like what you say too about the time spent. Cause I think that's something else that has come with, um, not just the social media sphere, but just with travel in general being more attainable is it's a race to tick things off your yeah. list instead of yeah. actually experiencing the culture and the people and things that you're actually there for and not just to, um, yeah, like we say, cross it off a list um, and move on to the next one. So hopefully we'll see a return to that as well. <laughs> people will just yeah, be so I excited to so. travel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and do you, um, this year I think has kind of put a big wrench in, in this question that I like to pose to people, but um, where do you see yourself and, and why travel in the next few years? Do you let yourself look that far ahead or do you tend to, you know, this is the year and, and we're going to live in the moment? I'm very much a big um, visionary. So I always have a vision. Um, I'm, I'm not great at finer details and planning. As I said, I tend to have my vision and let the inner voice guide me and and then put all the pieces together. But I always do have a big vision. And this is a question we have talked about a lot the past year, especially with the travel industry collapsing. Mm -hmm. um, where do we want this travel blog to go? And because it has consumed so much of our life and we're now moving into a point, as I said, um, my daughter's going into high school. So it's definitely going to change for us. And um, we, we want to continue... Um, with the travel blog and and showing our readers we believe travel can evolve with you no matter your lifestyle so we want to show our readers how it can be done now um, once you you know, have a child that goes into high school so it is very different so it will be more of a, us traveling on breaks one thing I'm really looking forward to that's traveling as a family mm -hmm. but an idea of us now my husband and I being able to split up and go off on our own solo trips um, which I think could create some really interesting content um, mm -hmm. and help us to do interesting things in that way. But as a family, we're planning to um, take trips to Europe and start exploring Europe more and create content around that. And is that something, obviously with COVID, plans have been put on hold a little bit, but yeah. is that sort of your next bucket list place is, okay, let's you know plan a big family trip to, to Europe if, I would say the summer, but yes, we, we don't really yeah. know. Um, it keeps getting pushed back. Yeah. Like May, then it's summer, then it's September, and now it's, well, maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. And we we have been, uh, the past three years that we've been in the US, we've been doing domestic road trips. We've been gathering a lot of um, frequent uh, mileage points. Right. Um, and so we have them sitting now waiting for us to be able to travel internationally. <laughs> yeah. So we're ready to go with those points. And we want to share that too, like this idea of travel hacking and how you can get free flights and all of that. But Europe is, um, I'm the only one in our family who has done continental Europe, like my husband's done UK. Mm -hmm. So he's really keen to get into Europe and experience, you know, there's so many different cultures that you can have there. Yeah. And our girls really want to experience it as well. But it's hard. I mean, I have a never-ending bucket list. But I also, as I mentioned, the slow immersive travel, I have so many countries that I just love and adore and I just want to go back. And sometimes we do this a lot. We just go back to places that we love and adore rather than just checking another place off our list, yes. which is good and it's bad. Like I think – because we could go to a new country and that could become our new favourite. So I don't want to shut that down. Yeah. Um, but I just can't seem to stop wanting to go back to places I love either. Yeah, and I think that's kind of nice though because I know 
I don't know about you, but especially when you when you really start traveling, you are sort of looking for something different and and not returning back. But then once you do, there's like a comfort too, and it's almost like you're a mm. local now. So yes. you're experiencing it differently. So yeah, like you say, there's probably good and bad. You know, you don't want all of one or all of the other. So it's nice to have a bit of a mix um, mm-hmm. when we have that freedom again to choose and, and where yes. we go and when. So speaking of the travel hacks, you must also have a lot of content on traveling with your kids as they grow, especially you've like lived in, you know, foreign lands and things like that with the kids. Um, is that something they can find a lot of on your website or do you have any tips right now? Like the first thing someone asks you and, and you have a fail safe. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely we have a lot of content on our blog on family travel, sharing a lot of tips for the different age levels and, mm. you know, flying tips and money tips and um, lots on homeschooling if um, people want to grab that. But yeah. I guess, um, you know, I, I think when I first fell pregnant, uh, strangely enough, everyone took delight in telling me that my travels were now over. And so I was like, okay, then let me show you. You put up the challenge for me. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> and so we, we did. We proved them wrong from the get-go. And I think I think that's a misconception that so many people have. Well, you know, I have a baby, I can't travel. And then it moves into, well, my child's about to start school and I can't travel. And there's always all of these reasons. And look, we've shown people that it's not true. If you want something hard enough, you can find a way to make it work. And so I think really it's it's up to people to get very clear on what is it they really want? Why? Why do they want to have this travel experience with their kids? How do they want that to look? Because that's going to guide your decisions like when and you might want to test it like we were considering backpacking around Southeast Asia when our children were um little like Savannah was 17 months and so we went to Thailand with them we were living in Australia at the time on a two-week trip and we quickly realized backpacking around Southeast Asia with my youngest daughter who wasn't it too was going to be a complete disaster okay you dipped your toe in and realized yeah and it was oh whoa because she is just even now she's nine she's an energetic button bunny she doesn't stop and in a place like Southeast Asia where there's no seatbelt in in cars and the traffic is around it was like oh my god I would have a heart attack I almost did yeah just after a week there so then we realized this is not going to suit our family a road trip's going to suit us better and that's when we went on the road trip around Australia so it's really you really need to understand your children and how they work and how you work together as a family unit while you're traveling so spend a lot of time testing it and figuring that out before you leap into any kind of major decision. But don't listen to anyone who tells you that you can't do it. You can. You can find ways to make it work no matter the age of your kids or what lifestyle they're in. Mm, okay, you're my inspiration now because this is our <laughs> first kid. And I've been told that, but we are both avid travelers. We actually both lived in the UK. That's where we met. We're back in Canada. His family's in South Africa. So ch- travel will always be... Yes in the kids' lives anyway. So I want the people that are like, flying with kids, it's easy, you know? Here's yeah, a tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the way you make it easy, I mean, my kids are like near-perfect flyers. I've never had a single problem with them on a flight. Oh, except once when my my, my eldest was two and she had to 
we put her on a flight at like 6 a.m. in the morning. She didn't like that and she was crying and screaming. But she right. settled down pretty quick. But the way you do it, it's just get them used to it from a young age. Yes. Yeah, I have been told that. So I like that it's consistent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, and, and make it a fun adventure for them. Like you might be stressed about it, but never let them see it. Yeah. And just like let introduce them, talk to them about it before you get on the plane and you're going to be able to do all these things and it's going to be so amazing and and, and just build them up. And another thing we've always done too with our kids since they were little, even when um, I actually have a video on our YouTube channel of, of Savannah, the 17-month-old, boarding the plane in Thailand when we are going to Thailand. She's rolling the suitcase herself. She's handing over her plane ticket. She's boarding the plane on her own and wandering down the aisle and looking for her See, you can see the reaction of everyone sitting on the plane just watching this 17-month, you know, <laughs> miss come down. <laughs> yeah. But it's just teaching them from a young age. We've made them from that young age pack their own bag. Well, obviously, you're going to supervise and monitor. Yeah. But just this idea of giving them the responsibility, yes. training them from a young age, and you'll be amazed at, at the really great travelers they become. Yeah. And then they're also involved in the process, like you say. Mm-hmm. You know, they know what they're doing, and it's not just – plopped on a plane and then you know why where I want my bed or what's going on you know so making them part of that experience yeah okay fantastic that makes me feel a lot better (laughs) (laughs) that's great well I've really enjoyed chatting with you and your website is why travel blog and that's just the letter y Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone can find your social handles and everything there Yes. Uh, yep. And it's all at Y Travel Log on all the social channels. So that's the letter Y. Very amazing. Consistent. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing more from you. And Raleigh's on my list now since I oh, have um, an expert there. So, and it's not so far. You can at least drive, you know, once the border's open and it's safe yeah. and everything, you know. So let me know. We can have a coffee. I know all the good <laughs> Excellent. That's my kind of travel guide. Okay. <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much, Caroline. I really appreciate it. You too, Rebecca. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to See the World Differently. Until next time, keep daydreaming.